0: But at least Simmons, you knew like, okay, it's a leg injury. Like you get over those and whatever, man, backs are tricky. Yeah. And it is a, trust me, I live it every day.
1: Uh, Can day. we also talk about what was he, was he wearing a gun holster? I backed it
0: up so many times. I'm pretty, I think that's what he's wearing. Like a Magnum PI. I don't know what it was. It was around his neck. There were some odd fashion choices as always at the draft. He was, he definitely- had guns in the holster. I couldn't tell. I don't. He think was packing, that- dude. It was strange, though. Yeah. Uh, and you gotta love like Jalen Waddle was apparently wearing a Gordon Gartrell jacket last night with like the uneven lapels. I don't know what was going on with that.
1: Is Gordon Gartrell real? I thought that was just no, an episode of Cosby Show. <laughs> Rich, round one is in the books, the NFL draft. This is one of my favorite episodes to do, too. Uh, the day after the draft, we get to recap stuff and talk about day two and day three.
0: What Always I say this. I don't care if anyone listens. It's really just a chance for me to, need to talk about what happened. Yeah. We get to sit in and listen to, you know, our brilliance. Is that what you call it? <laughs> Something like that. Our brilliance. Uh, <laughs> but, we did get a was, lot
1: of picks correct last night, by the way.
0: Yeah. You know, I thought we did pretty well. Um, you know, I don't know if you saw that Josh Norris, um, your boy that I know you've liked for a long time. He set like a mock draft record, uh, on some website entered for like most accurate, uh, most accurate picks ever or, or percentage or something like that. It was pretty impressive. Um, but he was even getting like the obscure ones at the end, which, you know, no one's getting, um, Oh dude, we,
1: you and I, in our draft, we got, uh, we picked the we picked Baltimore taking Rashad Baby. We picked Cleveland taking Gregory or Greg Newsome. So that's two from 26. That's 26 and 27 we got right.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty good if you look at it. And um, if we would have even done that draft this week as opposed to last, I think I would have had the Bucks taking Joe Tryon at 32. I yeah. think I would have had that, you know. Um, and, and we'll get into all this. You know, there's a lot of players – that really caught fire right at the end, especially like edge rushers. And one area that we completely dropped the ball on in our mock draft, and, and I've figured out, is we overvalued the offensive tackles, Casey. We had a lot more tackles going in the first. And from, I mean, the fact that Rashawn Slater fell to 13 to the Chargers, right there you go, oh, man. You know, if you need a tackle in the top of the second round, congratulations, because there's going to be some really good ones. And I think we're going to see a big run on tackles today.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. One thing I don't like that I heard this morning on Charlotte radio was the 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 whole line. You hear it every year. Like, don't think we're going to force an offensive tackle just because that's a big team need. We're still going to take best player available. Um, that makes me nervous because I'm looking at Liam Eikenberg, Tevin Jenkins, even Sam Cosme, and thinking we've got to get one of these
0: dudes. And uh, you yeah, know, Tevin Jenkins still being there. You know, I'm I'm texting with with my my friend Chris, the Bengals fan. You know, last night I was like, man, you all if if they you know as much crap as they seem to take for taking uh, you know Chase over Penay Sewell, which I don't agree with. I, I still think it's a good pick. I don't think you could go wrong with either. If you could turn around and get Tevin Jenkins at the top of the second, to me, that combination of wide receiver offensive tackle is better than what you could have gotten the other way. Like, yeah, you could have gotten yeah. Sewell and then Terrence Marshall maybe. And that's great, but I think I'd rather have chase and uh, Tevin Jenkins. And so, I
1: still like Tevin Jenkins, like a considerable amount more than Christian Dariusaw.
0: Yeah, no, uh, I had Tevin Jenkins third. Uh, he's yeah. my third tackle, so you know. And w- let's get into that. Um, I think that it just shows every year, everyone's boards are so different, and and we can we can get in all the the stuff at the top. You know, the predictable stuff. But I want to ask you first of all: is I'm really really mad at at us right now we have got to start picking third rounders for the Raiders in our mock drafts. Oh my God.
1: You know, what are we doing? The Las Vegas reachers is what they should be called.
0: I see what you did there.
1: Yeah. I mean, Alex Leatherwood, clearly the Raiders didn't watch the senior bowl.
0: No, no. And it's crazy. You know, all night they were saying, there could be six Alabama players taken in the first round and everyone had that six being Christian Barmore which on this podcast, if you listened, we said, I said, he, I thought he was going to fall. I thought he was going to fall. And he did. And it's hilarious that it ended up being Leatherwood and Gruden and Mayock have this thing. They are going to draft an Alabama or Clemson player in the first round. It does not matter (laughs) where they are. And it's going to be a reach every time.
1: I want to hear you do your Gruden for explaining Leatherwood. I was just thinking like, I mean,
0: the the man's name is, is leather wood. I mean, come on, that's a football player I'm right there. It, man, this guy's he's, he's tough as leather, man, and he's hard as wood. This guy right here. That's a football player. He's a big football player, man. He's gonna he's gonna bring the pancakes, man. I call him the pancake maker. Yeah. <laughs> you know that's how that went. Like you know
1: that's what happened. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um <laughs> you know, okay, was- to, to have a little little order to the show, let's start yeah. with um, and we're gonna blow through this just a pretty quick episode it was a really big day. We don't need to get into stuff like, I mean, it's the, they started fun with even Tim Tebow talk. And then we got into the team that is obviously the big loser, you know, and I don't like the winners losers talk, but there's no question. The Packers are losers on draft day today,
0: this year. They are. And, And, and maybe not for the reason, look, let's not disrespect Eric Stokes. I think he's fine. I think he's a good corner. I think he was taken too high. Um, But you go out there, you've got all the controversy at the start of the day about Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play there. And then I swear, man, you know, it's almost like, look, I'm not one to cater towards the player. That's not my philosophy. But in 10 drafts, the Packers have taken nine defensive players. In the last 10 drafts. And that one offensive player they took? Jordan Love. Love. So at, at some point, and look, they've hit. Like, my only issue with all of of all of the Aaron Rodgers stuff is we can complain all we want about how they don't use their first rounders on offensive players. But they have done a good job of developing the later you know pick uh, you know receivers that they've gotten. So the packers are talented enough to win the Super Bowl. They are talented enough to win the Super Bowl, and they did need help at corner. But to me, I think there's part of it where it's just the perception of it, you know, hey, just take an offensive player for me in the first round. You could draft defense, you know, two through seven. Just give me somebody. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I thought that I was very surprised it was Stokes at that pick. I'm not it, surprised. necessarily it was defense.
1: But. The Packers are turning into the Raiders in their first round drafts every year. It's something where you go, "What that yeah. guy? I mean, Eric Stokes had you know he ran a four <laughs> two five forty, but he wasn't even the number one corner
0: no. on Georgia last year. No, and, and you know, I thought there, man, what if they got like Jeremiah Wusakormoa? You know, like that would be a great player. And well, I'm sure we'll get into this too, but there's a reason he's slipping. It has nothing to do with his talent. It has everything to do with the fact that he's a 215 pound linebacker slash safety and people don't know what to do with that. You know? Yeah, this the guy. The name's just left me. I don't, I don't know how it's left me, but the Cardinals' draft pick last year, the guy from Clemson, that was the kind of the hybrid safety linebacker. Oh, uh, uh, Isaiah Simmons. Yes. Okay. I love watching Isaiah Simmons play. Fantastic college player. He is stuck in this weird, like, not big enough for this position, too big for the other. And I think mm-hmm. things like that are what trigger. Oh shoot. What do we do with this guy? That being said, he could go thirty-three to the Jaguars tonight, and I'm not going to be surprised at all.
1: True. And and I still stick by, I think Awusu Koromo is going to be, you know, in three to five years, I think he's going to be the best defensive player in this draft class. Um, But uh, a couple of things I made some notes about, uh, and we were talking about is what the H E double hockey sticks was up with the chair last night.
0: (laughs) As you can see for the video here, I'm currently sitting in Goodell's chair. See this Right. Yeah, man, I'll tell you, I, so I saw the chair up there to start the night and I thought to myself, that's funny. You know, I get it because I thought that maybe that is where Goodell would kind of sit down a couple times and like take it easy. And that's fine. Like, OK, that's cute. Whatever. What ended up happening was so awkward. Pick <laughs> a fan fan gets to sit in a chair, but apparently the fan has to get up out of the chair. Before the pick is made. They didn't all do that. No, but it but, and it took Roger Goodell 15 minutes to walk yeah. down, as you put it, the WWE entrance ramp. Yeah. Um, it just, I'll tell you, man, that the draft last night, I worried it was going to go to 130. <laughs> it started so slow. And the big production stuff is nice. Man, give it up to Nashville. When, you know, both of us went a couple years ago. Nashville did it right. They did the big performance, you know, they made it look really big, but yet it wasn't too over the top. It, it flowed really well. I, I thought that Cleveland, it looked really neat, but with the chair and a lot of fan interaction, it got really weird. <laughs> it, got really yeah, weird.
1: it really did. And um, just the chair thing was like, it was also annoying because who who asked for this, who gives a crap? what you were sitting in last year. Yeah, I get it. It was a different draft and we, you know, can make a quick note of that. We're we're just craving normalcy. I don't want to see that chair again as long as I live.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also, like, man, Roger Goodell makes a lot of money. Don't y'all think he could afford a better chair? I think it looked pretty cozy, to be honest. It looked fun, but it didn't look like it didn't look like something I would picture Roger Goodell having in his house. Maybe it's one of those things where his wife is like, Roger, we are not putting this you know like we're getting rid of this chair and he's like fine i'll put it in one of my basements Mm -hmm. he probably has like three basements kind of my guess yeah it was just i don't
1: know the the you think she was mad that that was the chair he sat in on on television last year she's like people are gonna think that i don't (laughs) i don't make a nice home
0: (laughs) can't you take one of her other chairs yeah (laughs) you know uh i'm watching the draft of my son last night and like He's he looked at he goes so are they gonna pick players like he got really yeah. confused because he's like who is this I'm like that's the kings of Leon but that's not important right now <laughs> like, just let's just get on <laughs> they're up there playing a song from ten years ago <laughs> yeah it I don't know but but well, let's let's break down Casey well I don't know how you want to do it like what were some of the things last night who got it right last night
1: <laughs> well I think Minnesota. Did considering who they really wanted was uh, Christian Daramore? Wait, I did what you did, Dara uh, Yeah, you did exactly. <laughs> it got in that. my head. Um, yeah. So the fact that they were able to trade down, get some extra picks, and get the guy that they wanted all along—that's pretty sweet. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Giants got in an enormous haul. Um, I was super surprised they picked Kadarius Tony. I was too, uh, I but. Somebody that, that was getting trashed, I think, because everybody was saying Dallas got fleeced. And they were really just saying that because the Giants got such a haul. But I kind of like what Dallas did. Yeah, they were clearly pissed that J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan were off the board when they picked at 10. Yep. So they were able to trade down, pick up a third, and still get who they would have taken if they would have stayed at 10, which is Micah Parsons. Yeah. It, An amazing pick. So I I think that Dallas was getting and I hate, you know, stick it up for the Cowboys, but I think they basically made the most of not getting the dudes
0: they wanted. And, uh, you know, good for them picking up a third round pick. So because I'm with you, I think everyone thought they wanted a corner and I think so, too. Someone, I read last night that they had targeted Micah Parsons the whole time. Like, that's what I would read, you know, whether that's true or not. Of course. My question, though, like, I think they took the best defensive player available, so good for them. But they've got Leighton Vander Der Esch and Jalen Smith. Like, where's Parsons going to play? What's his name? Sean Lee? Uh, yeah, I know he retired. And, and, and I guess, I don't know, maybe Dan Quinn is going to run some sort of hybrid thing going on. I, I just... I think it's a great pick for him. Uh, I think it was probably the best pick to make. The fact that Horn and Sertan were gone, um, but but I'm with you. I, I love what they did because they didn't trade down too far. Whereas you know the Giants picked up that first, but they go all the way down. But you know a lot of people had Quitty Pay mocked to the Giants, and he goes the next pick to the Colts. And I just thought with Tony, I'm like, okay, you've already got. Slayton, and Shepard, you know, and now you're adding Tony and you just paid Galladay all that money. And you've got mm-hmm. Evan Ingram and you've got Kyle Rudolph and you've got Saquon Barkley. That's a lot of like Barkley's great. And, and I think Galladay will be good for them, but it's kind of a lot of just, eh, you yeah. know? It, so I think they really are trying to basically say like, look, Daniel Jones, here you go. Like, here's the buffet. Pick what dish you want. <laughs> You've got all these choices. Don't drop your plate. <laughs> you know, don't, don't Fumble the plate with all the good stuff on it. Like, I, I don't know. But to me, you're looking there and you're thinking, that, man, they could have gotten, they could have gotten Derisaw there. They could have gotten quitty there, Pay. There's just other, they could have taken, I don't know, Bearmore like we talk- just, they, they could have beefed up both sides of the line. I think that would have made helped them out a little more. Yeah. Um,
1: Guys that I think got it wrong. We mentioned the Packers. Uh, I I, I still can't believe that Washington took that Davis linebacker from Kentucky.
0: Yeah, he they said that he was really rising on the boards. And and Matt Miller, NFL Draft Scout, said that the biggest movers for night one were going to be Jamin Davis and Peyton Turner. And he was right on both counts. It just seems high for both of those guys. Yeah. Especially Washington at 19. Who <laughs>
1: Apparently Washington did call Carolina to move up and uh, they didn't. Um, I, I, I think Carolina had, you know, I've heard they had 16 round one grades and they just weren't willing to move back to 19.
0: Yeah. Uh, I read most people had anywhere from like 16 to 19 first round players. You know, and so, and the, and the funny thing is a lot of those first round grades that I've seen are guys that are now in the second round, yep. like Jenkins and, and uh So you're like, well, you know, everyone has these different groups. Obviously the, the, the Raiders do their own way of doing it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'll bring, I'll bring up a couple of questionable things that I've got. Um, I thought that the Ravens taking Jason Oway at 31 was a bit of a surprise. Um, again, I don't think he's going to be a necessarily a bust or anything. I just, he's got a lot of work to do. And I thought with some of the guys that are on the board, I was really surprised. That's who the Ravens took there. uh, Jenkins or was Carmo. I thought would have been great for them. Even the safety, uh, from TCU, um, still being available. So it was a little bit of a surprise for me there. Um, the Titans taking Caleb Farley, man, the Titans like to roll the dice, don't they? In yeah. the draft. It did it with Simmons a few years ago. It could get John Robinson fired here soon, and I like John Robinson, their GM. He used to work with the Bucks, and I, him and Jason Light are very similar. They they take big risks, but he is taking like the Isaiah Wilson pick last year put him on notice. You can't make that pick in the first round. I'd rather have Alex Leatherwood at the Raiders than I would have Isaiah Wilson last year. Yeah. And no you knew that wasn't going to work. You didn't know it would blow up as bad as it did. But I just thought that was a, a horrible pick. And Farley this year, it's just a risk. It's the same way with Simmons. Um, but at least Simmons, you knew, like, okay, it's a leg injury, like you get over those and whatever. Man, backs are tricky. Yeah. And it is a <laughs> trust me, I live it every day uh
1: can we also talk about what was he was he wearing a gun holster i backed it up so
0: many times i'm pretty i think that's what he's wearing like a magnum pi i don't know what it was it was around his neck there were some odd fashion choices as always at the draft he was he definitely- had guns in the holster i couldn't tell i don't he think was packing that- dude it was strange though yeah. uh and you got to love, like, Jalen Waddle was apparently wearing a Gordon Gartrell jacket last night with, like, the uneven lapels. I don't know what was going on with that.
1: Is Gordon Gartrell real? I thought that was just no, an episode of not. Cosby Show. It okay, cosby, okay. It, I mean, like I don't Gordon know fashion. Show.
0: Yeah. Um, okay. I'm I'm going to get off topic just for a second. But is, is anyone else not talking about, let, let's say this, the Bears did what they should have done last night. Good for Chicago. They saw that Fields was falling. They traded up for him. Good for them. Did Justin Fields, as someone texted me last night, it looked like he was drafted to Vietnam, Not. (laughs) which made me laugh really hard. That he looked miserable. Yeah. He did not look happy at all. Maybe it's just when they caught him. I saw another clip this morning. Or he's like looking over at someone and like says something like mouths and puts his hat on. And I don't know if he's irritated that he fell. I don't know if he's irritated that he's going to Chicago. I don't know what it is, but he did not look joyous last night at any point.
1: I mean, but Chicago made the playoffs last year with terrible quarterback play. So I don't know why he would be that mad about going to Chicago. Maybe just his ego was bruised. He fell to eleven.
0: Yeah, which that bugs me if that's the case, but I, I don't know. I'm last night me and you were texting each other, and you texted me something about I'm starting to wonder if Zach Wilson's going to be a bust, and you were saying you know I wonder if we should take Fields, and I don't know, man. I'm I'm there's part of me that's getting a little uncomfortable with some of these quarterbacks, and to me, if you take Lawrence out of it, you look at the four quarterbacks that went in the first round, the best situation in my opinion, number one is Trey Lance because he's going to Shanahan in, in San Francisco. I think that's big. He is also, um, I think that Mac Jones with the Patriots staying right with where he's going to his best situation to succeed. Yeah. Fields is going to a team that's got a lame duck coach and GM. Like they're, they're if they don't do well this year, they're fired. True. And, uh, I don't think it's necessarily a great situation for him to go to. Yeah. Uh that's true. I mean, I guess we'll see. I, I do
1: think Fields is a good quarterback. I think that he has. I think I don't know. Um, but you're right. I I, I felt proud, not proud of Trey Lance, but like happy for him. Like he was my kid, just because I think that's a great situation for him. And I've just
0: been a Trey Lance fan, you know, for yeah, over a year been now. A while. Yeah, uh, I think it's good. Do you wonder though if the 49ers could have um it makes you wonder when you see Fields fall to eleven and Mac Jones fall to fifteen, should the Forty ers have maybe waited closer to draft day or, or even on draft night and they could have made a move where they wouldn't have had to mortgage their entire future and still gotten up and and possibly gotten Trey Lance still. Or Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole thing. I, I don't even know, but I don't, he's know. not going back to green Bay. I, I, I believe him. I don't think he's a man to bluff. I, I could see this getting into a thing where he just retires and, and possibly takes a year off.
1: I'll be more angry if jeopardy hires him full time. I thought he stunk.
0: Give the job I, to Ken Jennings. Everyone sucks up to Aaron Rodgers. I don't understand it. He doesn't have, he doesn't have any charisma. Like he wasn't good on Jeopardy. I stand by that. I'm 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 with you. He's really handsome. Yes, he is. And he's a good friend of mine. <laughs> yes, I know you you all definitely have a history hanging <laughs> a wedding crashing together. Yeah. Um let's any see. That you're big like um I, I love Jalen Phillips to the Dolphins. I think that's a, a great pick for them. Um I was a little confused that Zavin Collins went as high as he did to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. At, yeah a bit high uh, um, I do just want to make a note Lewis Riddick is just the best ESPN had a great booth last night yeah uh, Lewis Riddick is my favorite person on there I thought Mike Greenberg was a thousand times better than Trey Wingo was or that Chris Berman turned out to be towards the end as he got older Yeah,
1: I, I started feeling sorry for Booger McFarlane because I I think he could even tell I'm the odd man
0: out up here. Yeah. He, I don't know who else you could have put in that role. Um, I understand why they put him in there. Um, But like, you know, obviously you're going to have Kuyper, but Riddick and Greenberg, I thought were great. I, I don't know. I think they wanted someone who could bring a little bit of humor to the booth. I don't know if Booger did that. I think like a Ryan Clark would have done a good job or Dominic Foxworth. I think they would have been pretty good there. Um, but yeah, he was fine. Um, I still think they were better. I, I love Rich Eisen and everything, but sometimes the NFL network booth, there's just too much going on and it doesn't always click for me. Dominic Foxworth. So he said, yeah, you ever lo- listen to him on uh, get up on ESPN. He's pretty good on there.
1: Yeah. He's the guy that, uh, talks about the, does the redneck jokes. That's the one.
0: <laughs> That's the exact one.
1: I'm trying uh, uh, okay, so I jotted down 16 names just okay. for um, so half of the second round should be phenomenal. These are 16 names of everybody that could have gone first round. And Chris okay. wanted me to throw in Trey Smith. I didn't put him on the list, but Trey Smith is a heck of a talent. Somebody's gonna if he's healthy, and that's a big if. Somebody's gonna get a, a great
0: offensive lineman there. I, mean, I think we see him get drafted today. I think it will probably be in the third. I agree. I agree. Yeah.
1: So we've mentioned Tevin Jenkins, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, uh, Trayvon Merrick, Asante Samuel Jr., mm-hmm. Aziz Ojolari. That's another one. I was really surprised that some of these other uh, edge guys went before him. Like I, I can't quite understand going Peyton Turner over Aziz Ojolari. I don't, I don't understand that. And maybe I haven't watched enough Peyton Turner film. But so, that, that would surprise me
0: there, so the thing with Eljulari is he does have a knee issue, and I do think that that's hurting him a little bit, and I think he's a smidge. I think he only weighed in at around like two forty something like that. I think he's a little on the smaller end where you've got these guys like Joe Tryon and Peyton Turner, who started rising up the boards because they're just a lot bigger, and yeah. I think and still have the speed. <laughs>
1: Uh, Elijah Moore, Rondale Moore, two wide receivers, Christian Barmore, um, Levi, you know, his last name on loser Yeah. Um, Terrace Marshall, Javante Williams. Uh,
0: I think he is going to go to the jets at the top of the third round. And if that's, or the second round, sorry. And if they do that, you have really helped out your offense was Zach Wilson and then you've got Javante Williams and for Beckton last year and this year with. They just uh, added the USC alignment. Barrett Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. So you are really putting an emphasis because that that offense was, you know, abysmal last year.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Creed Humphrey, Liam Meikenberg, Dylan Raduns, Sam Cosme, Landon Dickerson. So that is 16 guys that I could have easily seen going in the first round. And uh, I think, like you said, if you need an offensive lineman, you, you got some options tonight.
0: And I'll tell you this, a lot of those guys like Eichenberg and Cosme, um, I feel really good about taking them in the second round. To me in the first, it's like, OK, yeah, you know that it's pretty good, but I, I would have like loved it. Um, I think those are going to be great second round guys. Um So I I don't know. I'm really excited about tonight. This happens every year where really good players seem to fall. Um, Any predictions for your Panthers tonight? Like, what do you, what do you think is going to happen in two and three?
1: Well, (laughs) Matt rule still has not picked an offensive player since he's been a head coach in the NFL.
0: So
1: uh, uh, I think tonight's the night, Rich. It's a big night. Um, No, I really think they've got to go offensive tackle in the second round and uh, you know, third round, I think they've, they've put themselves in a position to go BPA and, you know, whether it's um, picking up um, I'll tell you another guy that's probably going to go third round. I really like Amari Rogers. We've talked a little about him. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I so I would be super happy with that. You know, give me Liam Eikenberg in the second Amari Rogers in the third. I think that's a pretty good draft. Cause I, I, I like the JC Horn pick actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like J.C. Horn's great. You, he's one of those picks, I think, where you go, you know, I would have loved to have not had to spend it on with eight. Mm-hmm. Right. But he wasn't going to be there at 12. Right. 11. And that's kind of like me, too, with the Joe Tryon pick. It's like, I think he's a good fit for us. I really didn't want to pick him at 32, but I also don't think that we could have trade back and gotten him later. So, yeah. you know, you, you pick him when you can. Um I feel like the Bucks tonight, I think that depending on how it goes, if there's a player they like that falls, I, I see them trading up tonight in, uh, to go higher in the second. I think they use one of their fourths or use their fourth to move up, possibly for a Landon Dickerson, Quinn Miners, Creed Humphrey-type player. Um, mm-hmm. The one you know, that they could um, kind of beef up the offensive line. So that's kind of my prediction for the night. If they don't, I could they have been linked to Trey Smith a lot, actually, on a lot of things I've seen. So I could see them maybe going after him, maybe trading up in the third. Yeah. Possibly try to get him. Uh, It'll be fun. I hope you can stay awake for it. Oh, shut up. You weren't supposed to share that on the on the podcast. I just have this vision of you (laughs) out here with a little glass of warm milk. You know, and your little nightcap. Oh
1: man. I was putting the baby to bed. I fell asleep after pick 28, and it was all his fault.
0: I'll tell you, did you not tell him that it was draft night? I was I
1: was pretty ashamed that he didn't want to stay up. So I missed four picks and I woke up at like 3 a.m. in the in the rocking chair in the baby's room and and I look and I see your text that said the last one you sent that I missed it said uh I, like I'm in shock or something I guess that's over what pick made you say that I don't even know but I really wanted like
0: I think it was the, it was the Eric Stokes
1: to the Packers okay maybe one I uh yeah and, and that was the first one that I missed and I thought about Texting you right then at 3 a.m. or or even
0: calling you, you're like, man, that was a good draft. Uh, <laughs> the sad part is, I, there's a good chance I'd have been up. But yeah, it's a, I think I went to bed at one, and then I kind of woke up and started thinking about things like, you know, who who could we get in the second round? It's it happens every year.
1: Also, that's the thing. I'm not kidding. I woke up woke up at 4 a.m. on Thursday. Uh, because it's just I was thinking about stuff. I was having dreams about the draft and I woke up thinking, I swear I woke up thinking, what do we do if Fields and Sewell are there at eight, like chewing my nails? And I couldn't
0: go back to sleep. Yeah. What would you have loved Sewell to fall to you all at eight? I mean, I know oh, was, I would have done a cartwheel. Yeah. I, I think that would have been the ideal situation. And I was a little surprised he went to the lines at seven. I think it was a good pick for him. Yeah. Uh but I just didn't know. I wasn't convinced that's the route they were going to go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was fun. It was a good night.
1: Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, we're going to hop out of here. I've actually got to work uh, Zoom. I've got to get on soon. So uh, this was fun. And we'll we'll be in touch soon. Thank you so much for listening, guys. This is the UDFA Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at UDFA Podcast. I love you. Sweet. Trying to show all 32 teams. I got what it takes to live my dreams. Yeah. Uh, I made an trying to show all 32 teams. I got what it takes to live my dreams. Yeah, uh, I made a draft. Yeah.